0: Welcome to The Hive is Alive. I'm your host, Tess Berry. This episode is part two of our conversation with Michelle Robbins. If you're interested in giving a talk at an industry conference, this is a great episode for you. Michelle is Senior Vice President of Content and Marketing Technology at Third Door Media. She oversees editorial content for sites such as Search Engine Land and MarTech Today, as well as hosting industry events, SMX, and MarTech. In part one of our conversation, we discussed working with remote teams and ways to think about aligning content strategy with conferences. Take a look back in our episode list to listen to part one. In part two, we get a behind-the-scenes look at the work that goes into hosting industry conferences. Michelle shares her insights into what makes a great presentation, how speakers can prepare, and some of her own experiences as a speaker and moderator at live conference events. We'll now jump into our conversation with Michelle Robbins. So, SMX West happened a few weeks ago, Uh, as of this recording, did you have a real aha moment during this SMX while attending a certain talk?
1: Um, I find it most interesting when I see a, a speaker talk about a novel use of a traditional tactic. Right. Yeah. Um, what's a really what's a, what's something that everyone does and, and doesn't think too much about. But when applied over here, it was really incredible. And and I know that I do see those things. I know that there are things at every one of our shows where, you know, I'll make a note of like, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, go back and have the team look at that. Right. Because I also manage the technology team. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking for tricks and improvements and things that we may have missed or, or haven't seen. And the last time that happened, because I also attend a lot of other shows, so I'm, like I said, I'm not the best person for that question, but at a show in Munich, and then he shared it with our audience as well, Um, Sebastian Grimm um, did a discussion on speed and on page speed and on the things that, you know, there's the the list of things that everyone kind of commonly knows, okay, you know, cache your site and, you know, compress your images and mm-hmm. compress your JavaScript and things like that. But then he had a couple of other things that were like, wow, okay. It, it kind of goes against common um, practice, standards and practices, but it actually makes a big difference and is more helpful than not. So whenever I see things like that, those are always the things that I take away and go, ooh, that's interesting. Um, and I wish I could give you a specific example from West, but I can't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so MarTech's completely different and it's fascinating. And I love our MarTech events because you really get a much broader picture of how people are using really large enterprise technology. It's not, and it's not just large enterprises using the technology. It's, you know, smaller businesses and, you know, a variety of size companies, but it really digs into how people are connecting all of the technologies they're using to effectively market throughout all of their channels. And um, I love seeing that. So I'm excited to hear anything new about, You know, there's so many platforms out there. There are so many platforms, so many different tools. It's really hard to know which is gonna be the most effective and does that apply to you? So I'm looking forward to hearing about those new novel applications.
0: Moving into going onto the stage at events like SMX West, (laughs) you moderate panels and talks between presenters. So what was your experience the first time you moderated a panel at an event? So the first time I moderated a panel, um, it was horrifying (laughs) (laughs)
1: because our session was the last session, I think, on the second day. and It was at SMX Advanced, and I'm pretty sure we were opposite the NAMA with Matt Cutts. And that's just, yeah, losing scenario to be in to start with. And my topic was um, it was about setting up WordPress, right? It was about understanding WordPress. This is many, many years ago. I don't know, probably eight or nine years ago at this point. And um, I think I had 18 people in the room. And I was so grateful for those eighteen people. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, all I could think of was, why aren't you guys in there listening to Matt? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was still a great session. I had you know great panelists talk about the the ins and outs of understanding and hosting and things like that. It was a technical session, but uh, yeah, it's it can be tough because you're not only you're not only wanting to put together a really useful and informative panel for the audience, you want to have audience for the speakers. Okay. And so much can, can hinge on what is, when is your topic, what is it up against, and how important is that versus the other topics to those marketers at that moment in
0: time right and and what information is going to be of value to them
1: right and consider that we plan our agendas months in advance because people decide you know on whether or not to attend the conference largely on its content obviously so we have Mm -hmm. to have that available for them to see what they're signing up for well in advance and um, that's that's really the trick and I think all conferences probably struggle with that you know what's going to be topical we're worrying about this now is this still going to be important in two months or is something else going to be important and will it missed it it's a high wire act sometimes
0: yeah I agree and as a moderator too like there's so many dynamic things that are happening you have the audience listening you're trying to make the audience comfortable and also feel that they're getting value out of what you're doing but at the same time you're trying to make the speakers comfortable and give them questions that prompt them to give really insightful (laughs) answers. Like even just doing this podcast, it's a real challenge to listen to what someone's saying at the same time, start formulating your next question and keep those both as lively as possible at the same time.
1: Well, we put a lot of preparation into... Um, our sessions. We have a on the, on the back end. It's distributed amongst a number of coordinators, session coordinators, and planners who are generally also the moderators of the session, but not always. And mm. so, when we're doing our coordination, you know, we have prep calls with the speakers to make sure, you know, speaker A is going to address something different than B and C, and keep them, you know, separate and understanding the parameters of how the session's going to flow. Then we also um, we ask for decks a number of weeks in advance. I think usually about two weeks out which makes people crazy and they hate it they're like, (laughs) what if the world changes next week and it's not in my deck? And so I always try to impress upon people like you can know something and talk about something and you don't need a slide for it. So (laughs) if everything changes in the world, then you just get up there and wing it because you're a marketer that knows what you're doing and you can do that. It's not as important to have every fact on every slide. Right. But it is important for us to get that information in advance so that we can have a check of saying, okay, yep, they're addressing what we all talked about and what they said they'd address. And it looks like they're going to stay within their timeframe. Cause you know, you want the speakers to be respectful of the other speakers mm-hmm. time as well. And you want to make sure that there's not a lot of crossover of content. You know um, there was one year I wish I could remember what the chart was, but I'm not kidding you. I think I saw five decks for one show that all used the same chart.
0: Oh,
1: gosh. And it was like, okay, somebody needs to change this out. People are going to tire of seeing this on screen. And so it's really important for us that we get those things in advance so we can um, understand what they're going to be talking about. And then that also helps us to formulate some questions in advance right so we already know what they're going to talk about this so i'm going to ask them about that and that gives us a little bit of a heads up and an ability to um, be prepared even when we get to the q a portion
0: it's about planning communication and then things happen when they happen so having that room to improvise when needed that those are like kind of the key elements to make make good content and put it out properly and in the right time frame right Uh, and it's a challenge. <laughs> oh, definitely. If, so you've seen numerous speakers and talks over the years. So what are some tips and insights that you've noticed for making a great talk and being a good speaker?
1: I think that the best thing a speaker can do is be prepared and really know know what you're presenting. So there's a mm-hmm. difference between knowing a topic and knowing your deck. And if your deck doesn't match what you really, really understand as a speaker, you know, sometimes I think that um, in some in, in some organizations, I think the person doing the talk is not the person creating the deck. And right. that is really evident when you get to the stage. If somebody else makes your deck for you and you haven't had a long time to really internalize it and understand it and understand the flow and the data and everything, it's going to be evident because sometimes I almost feel like decks can be Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of an unfortunate crutch because then people rely on what's in the deck versus relying on their own intrinsic knowledge of something. And I always find that the best speakers are those who are, first of all, they're talking about something they're really passionate about. And that they have a really big depth of knowledge about because then even if they, you know, they can go off book, right? They can, you know, whiz through their slides and not necessarily speak to everything that's on screen, but they're still speaking to the topic and they're speaking authoritatively because they really know it. So I think the important thing for speakers Mm -hmm. is don't pitch for something that's like, well, I think I want to talk about this. Pitch for things that you can really, really get down in the weeds about because what our audiences respond most to are speakers that can provide really good tips and tactics, because most of them are coming to the shows to learn something new, to learn something that they can take back and apply to their marketing campaigns. And those kinds of tricks and tips and, you know, some of the best best things you can learn from other speakers come from just somebody, you know, talking about a topic they're passionate about.
0: The comment you made about speaking to a deck that you didn't create, I find when putting together any deck just the process of formulating your thoughts into that format like makes you realize how much you knew that you didn't really realize you knew or how deeply you've thought about it
1: Mm -hmm. and that you can talk about it without those pages being there so kind of imagine the worst case scenario where the av fails and or the electricity goes out could you still talk about your topic yeah right And everyone should still be able to have a 15-minute conversation with someone (laughs) about the topic they were presenting on to really be a powerful and authoritative speaker.
0: Yeah, maybe those are good um, prep tips for a speaker to do a practice round of your talk without the deck or have a conversation about it, not relying on your deck or your notes to feel that you actually know that topic and you feel like an authority.
1: Yeah, I agree. That would be... Um, that would be a fascinating challenge, I think, for most. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do a panel like that. We're surprised. We're not going to use your decks. We've got 15 <laughs> minutes. Go. <laughs> Suddenly, everyone's like, I'm never speaking for SMX ever again. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting, though, because... I do think that, you know, the people who are wanting to speak and are putting themselves out there, they do know the content, right? Yep. And I think that uh, you, if you didn't, you wouldn't be putting yourself in that position because who's just like, I think today I want to get up and speak in a room full of strangers. Um, nobody does that, right? <laughs> but the people that do, do it because, you know, they're passionate about the topic and they want to get out there and they want to share their information with people. And um, that that can come across whether or not you remember every line and every bullet point and and everything that that could go on the screen i remember i attended a uh workshop by edward tuft are you guys familiar with his work at all I am spacing on the name of his incredible book, but it's, it's essentially about the best ways to show data, right? And it's not usually a pie chart, you know? Um, wow. And he absolutely hates PowerPoint, and he refuses to use PowerPoint, and he won't speak anywhere that requires PowerPoint because he thinks PowerPoint is, is a horrible way to, to display data or, or translate information. And he thinks it does, it does become a crutch, and then people will just... Basically, read the slides or read the bullet points instead of actually digging into the topic. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes it feels like there's a speaker, but really the deck is the authority, not the person presenting it. Um, And 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 you can feel that as an audience member.
1: You can, you can. That's why um, I think some of the best decks I've seen are those that don't have, they don't have a lot of copy. They don't have a lot of bullet points. They have, you know, some data and some references and things like that. But Mm -hmm. you know, the speaker's not up there reading the deck.
0: Right. And I think that's a great insight for maybe people who want to give a talk at an event to kind of develop their career, but maybe have some fears around public speaking or being in front of a crowd like that. But yeah, just knowing that you're the one who has all the uh, authority and information on the topic could be a way to provide some of that confidence to talk in front of a room full of strangers. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is weird. Um, It is. (laughs) (laughs) Have you noticed a change in the types of speakers you're seeing at marketing events, like diversity in speakers or the focus of talks or the backgrounds and job titles of speakers? I haven't noticed a difference, um, especially with
1: ours because we have a very specific audience and we need very specific kind of speakers. We need Mm. marketers that are doing the work to be talking about the work, right? Mm. but I have noticed that a lot more conferences are making really good efforts to have more diverse panels, to have speakers from a variety of backgrounds within, you know, the field that they're in. Meaning, right. you're seeing more diversity across genders and cultures and um, and things like that more than you used to, and that's a, a, an incredibly positive thing.
0: Right, like you were saying, you want to get with you, when you have a topic, you don't want the same thing being said over and over, so it takes different. Backgrounds and points of views to accomplish that. Absolutely. Are you seeing a difference in the attendees? Uh, has like the just using the sample size of conferences, do you see a difference in the makeup of attendees at marketing events?
1: Um, you know, I feel like our audiences have always been relatively 50 50. Uh, male to female, I'd have to go back and look at some demographic data to confirm that. Um, I can tell you what's remained more static, unfortunately, is the uh, gender makeup of who pitches for our shows, because this ah. is, and I know this has been a big, you know, as part of the getting more diverse panelists and getting to, to 50-50 parody men and women, much less than diving into getting better diversity across cultural backgrounds. It's been a challenge because uh, we're very active in going after speakers, right? Approaching people and specifically recruiting. But what I can tell you is that historically, and this is over a 10-year timeline because every couple of years I reanalyze the data, mm-hmm. we only get about 30% of the people pitching for our shows are people we can identify by their name because we don't ask gender when people pitch. Um, Got it. If they're male or female. And we do better than that with our panel overall, our our number of speakers, but the, you know, 30, 70 split male to female hasn't Mm -hmm. changed. And that's, that's disheartening to me because there's been so much, so much publicity about people wanting more diverse panels, you know, people encouraging women, put yourself out there, put yourself forward. Um, And I'm just not seeing it in our data set. And I'd like to see more women out there pitching for our shows.
0: That's really, that's really interesting. I think um, having that insight, is helpful and hopefully listeners hear that and it inspires more women or people from various backgrounds to pitch to do talks.
1: That's our hope. That's our hope.
0: Thank you again to Michelle Robbins for joining us on The Hive is Alive. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can learn more on how to apply to be a speaker at an upcoming conference by visiting our website apiarydigital.com and checking out the show notes for this podcast episode. Join us on our next episode, where I speak with Apiary consultant, Miguel Bravo, about the development of chatbots and how brands can best leverage them. Please feel free to follow up with thoughts or questions by emailing us at podcast at follow and tweet us at Apiary Digital, and subscribe to our show. The Hive is Alive is produced by Apiary Digital Media Collective. Editing help from Holly Hilton. Produced by Miguel Bravo, Tess Berry, and Karen Amundsen and we will see you around the water cooler.